Hello, 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 and welcome or welcome back to More Than Money. I'm your host, Jaquette Timmons. This is a podcast where we have nuanced conversations about money, business, and life. This is where we explore the intersections of the psychology, emotions, and math of money, because these are the elements that will help you make better, smarter choices with money today, tomorrow, and the days after that. Folks, it's September. (laughs) And honestly, I had a little mini freak out about it, wondering where the heck did July and August go? How did we get this far into the year so quickly? Because even though I look at the calendar every day, this month feels like it just snuck up on me. How are you feeling about time right now? From conversations I've been having, it's clear that I'm not the only one feeling like time is flying by, nor am I the only one feeling the need to ramp things up and get stuff done in the immediate weeks to come as well as before the end of the year. While (laughs) simultaneously feeling a twinge of anxiety about whether there's enough time to get it all done. Can you relate? Time is an interesting thing and it is the focus of today's episode. On one hand, you and I, we can't control time. The hours, the days, the weeks, the months, the years, they are all set. On the other hand, we get to control what we do with that time. In my opinion, the latter is what can sometimes make our relationship with time complicated. It's the duality of time. It's the limit plus its abundance. And that can be tricky any time of the year. It is especially so when there are more months behind than ahead and deadlines loom. Not to mention the simple countdown to December 31. Not to mention the other dates that might have you a little on edge this year, like October 1, November 3rd. When I had my freak out about September being here so quote unquote quickly, I did what makes me feel calm. I put pen to paper. In this case, what that looked like is I went to Calendarpedia, calendarpedia calendarpedia.com, to print out the month of September so that I could map out on a single sheet of paper all of my September events, my speaking engagements, and my deadlines. And what this allowed me to do is to see everything at a glance, but it also helped me to create tasks for each event, each presentation, and each deadline, and then reverse engineer the due dates of those tasks to the due dates of those presentations or those deadlines. Yes, I am that type of nerd. (laughs) But I tell you, doing this, oh my God, my freak out dissipated. It just felt like so blissful. But truthfully, putting pen to paper, that was the easy part. (laughs) If the tick-tock of time is one truth, here's another. The experience of time is an emotional endeavor. And it's so because you have a relationship with time much like you have a relationship with money. 
the way you think about time, the way you spend it, the way you react to it, that is all a reflection of your relationship with time. Similarly, the way you think about money, the way you spend it, the way you react to it, it is all a, re a reflection of your relationship with money. And these relationships are hard. It's hard because the emotions kick in when you have to make decisions and trade-offs, when you have to reset your priorities, and when you have to adjust your boundaries with yourself and others. Absolutely none of this is easy. And yes, I am fully aware that as you are listening, I am not telling you anything new. However, I am in your ear today to remind you to slow down. Even as the clock seemingly speeds up and you hear me and others say, December 31 will be here soon. Putting pen to paper is one way to slow down and I highly recommend it. However you do it, I highly recommend it because it can help you be even more deliberate with your time. But I also want to share with you several others, in fact, seven other ways <laughs> to slow down. And I share these in no particular order. So here's the first one, remove to-dos. Now, I don't expect you to remove all to-dos because that's not really possible. But take a minute to review your to-do slash task list and do that with this question in mind. Are you setting yourself up for success? If you have 10 things on your list and only get three done, you're more likely to feel like you didn't have a winning day. This is an example of overestimating what you could get done, or more frankly, it's really an example of not being honest with yourself about what you could achieve in a day. So what if instead, if you had a master to-do or task list, and each day you chose your top three or five to focus on? This will likely set you up for success. I know that approach has really helped me. So that's the first one. The second way to slow down is to change your yes to a no. I did this recently, and let me tell you, it was not easy. First, I had to confront the fact that I said yes for all of the wrong reasons. Then I had to get honest with myself about my actual bandwidth. And then finally, I had to communicate my new answer and give myself permission to simply say, I don't have the capacity to do this. I don't have the capacity to turn this around within the deadline that they had. And to say that without further explanation, even though I was certainly tempted to provide one. They don't need one and I'm not obligated to provide it, <laughs> right? But that was a really powerful lesson and a reminder for me. So I'm gonna turn it over to you and ask you this question. Before you say yes, do you pause? Do you do a self-check regarding the why behind your answer? So here's another way to slow down. Reset your priorities. Whenever you feel the crunch of time, it is usually because you have several priorities competing to be the priority. Again, this is an opportunity to rechoose, and often this requires getting honest with yourself about what is truly important to you in this moment right 
now. Here's another way to slow down. Switch up your routine. We are humans, we are creatures of habits, and we relish our routines. And of course, there are benefits to them. But those benefits can easily become one huge problem. And it shows up like this. It leads to operating on autopilot. And when you don't have to think, you usually miss out on the chance to change your perspective and to see things you previously overlooked, though they have been there in front of you all along. And perhaps not as eloquently as I wanted, but this is what I was attempting to convey in a previous episode when I talked about purposefully doing things that you're not good at. In an odd way, doing things that you are not good at will often help you notice things that you overlooked when it comes to the things at which you are good. You may need to rewind that to get that. But my point is, it can be really helpful to do things that you're not good at. So here's a fifth way to slow down. Watch your language around time. When you think and you speak about time, pay attention to how. Because your how reflects your belief about time in that moment. And taking the time to notice what you're thinking and what it is that you were saying about time gives you a chance to question if the belief that you are embracing is really true in that moment. Here's a sixth way to slow down. Time block. I tend to work in 90-minute increments. But when I find myself resisting doing something, I'll just say to myself, ah, just do it for 30 minutes. Because I'm like, I can do anything for 30 minutes. And maybe that's not your style. But whatever your style is and however you allocate your time, create a minimum. And maybe for you it's 15 minutes. But create this minimum so that you can at least get started and move something along. Because decisions like these, decisions about how you time block, decisions about whether you work in 90 minute increments or something else, decisions about whether your minimum to just get something going is 15 or 30, the value of these is that they create momentum and they help you move through whatever has caused you to get stuck. And here's the seventh. And when I say final, I just mean final in terms of my list. But here's the seventh and final way to slow down. Honor your energy. Your energy ebbs and flows throughout the day. So to the extent that you can, choose to do your high energy work that requires more of your focus when you have high energy. And then do your lower energy work like admin stuff when you are at the lower end of your meter. Here's why we're talking about time. It's September, and September is typically known as the get back to month. It's the new new year. It's when you get back to work, when you get back to school, when you get back to your quote unquote normal schedule and routine after a season, a summer, where life tends to slow down. Well, this year, (laughs) the notion of getting back, that's a whole new ball game. 
And not only that, people are feeling extra stressed about time for a variety of reasons. It could be the continuing effects of coronavirus. It can be the looming dates of October 1, November 3, and December 31, along with just the sheer reality of what remains unfinished, or deferred when it comes to your projects, your goals, your decisions and your actions in your life, your career, or your business. The purpose of this episode is to actually help you feel calmer about the status of things right now, especially if you are feeling stressed, and to encourage and remind you that a good response to when you are feeling time crunched is to do what may not come naturally, and that is to slow down. Because what lingers in that tender middle between now and the dates that I've mentioned already, especially year end, are decisions. Decisions regarding what and who you'll give your energy and attention to. And you're making these decisions so that you can do what needs to be done with the time that you have. And who knows, perhaps in the process, you will feel less time pressure and more like, you know what? I do indeed have all the time in the world. Well, that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening all the way until the end. And if you'd like to show appreciation for this podcast, this episode, please leave a rating, review, and or share this episode so we can reach more people because we can't do it alone. And if you want to join us for the next Comfort Circle Dinner, our theme just so happens to be how to finish the year stronger. And a good part of being able to do this involves exploring your relationship with time, the way you think about it, the way you spend it, and the way you react to it. As I said before, very similar to money. So to join us at the virtual table on Monday, September 21st at 6.30 p.m. Eastern, go to www.jaquettetimmons.com forward slash comfort dash circle. Again, that's www.jaquettetimmons.com forward slash comfort dash circle. And if you'd like to buy me a coffee, here's how you can do that. Go to www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. Again, www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. Again, many thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Please, please stay safe, well, and healthy, not just physically, but in spirit too. Until next time, remember, it's about more than money. 